This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. What lessons can we learn from this Wall Street Journal uh, interview with the uh, marketing executive for NASCAR? You're a, a race fan. Mm-hmm. You've yep. been going to the Indy 500 most of your life. Yep. Uh, a couple of years ago, they banned the Confederate flag from uh, NASCAR races. And you, you'll, you'll find this familiar because this, this is the whole idea of growing your audience, marketing, being inclusive, trying to make people feel like they belong. And if you listen to the 10% with the Confederate flags, you're never going to grow anything and they eventually will die and their grandkids and great grandkids will be smarter than they are. Uh, And you can go with them or you can make the place feel inclusive to everyone, right? That was the answer given uh, uh, by the, the chief marketing officer of NASCAR. Their growth, listen to these numbers. Uh, if you look at, uh, African-American Hispanic, uh, fans of NASCAR, if you go to new fans, meaning I am a new fan three years or less of NASCAR, 40% of that audience is African-American or Hispanic. Hmm. Okay. Now line that up with banning the Confederate flag and line that up with the things that they're doing. They had a block party with Bubba Wallace where they had 3,000 attendees. They had it before the race and they gave out 2,000 vouchers to get into the NASCAR race free on Sunday and they had 70% of those vouchers redeemed. Now, if you're in that kind of world, I don't get too overly complicated, 70% return rate is ginormous. Big. You got to think about things in a different way. And even if you don't think it's the right thing to do, which I personally believe you should think that, it's the smart thing to do. Uh, And so often we get political. We will do dumb things just because it makes us feel good to go us versus them. And it's not even smart. That $6,000 investment in that book vending machine, you can think whatever you want to think about teachers unions or public schools it's smart why won't we just do the smart thing so the 40 percent increase is in viewership or yeah in per- okay. in their fan base i mean because if you, if, if, you, if you watch nascar there are not people in the stands not like it used to be but People are watching NASCAR on Netflix. They're watching. That's the way, you know, outside of the NFL and outside of the NBA and outside of like, you know, soccer and, and, or as they call it, football in certain parts of the world, people are attending less and less because there's more avenues for you to consume. But they made a deal, NASCAR, and and this is something very different. Um, You know, if you look at what they did in Chicago, 80% of their in-person ticket sales for the Chicago street race were consumers who had never attended a NASCAR race. Well, that's understandable, especially if you live close. You just go out. But what I'm saying, though, is think about all those people they brought to an event for the very first time because they had it in downtown Chicago. And I'm sure there's people in the South in particular, why are you doing, you, you know, the NASCAR fan base that's been there forever. I feel like the the base, the NASCAR base, has like the the ones that were really into it. I would say in the '90s, they're not there anymore. There are very few. They are. I mean, that's just my opinion, just from watching it on TV and going. I remember when these places were packed. There was like a 
a decade where you could not get a ticket to a NASCAR race. Oh, and I think you could go back, but the 80s were that way too. But, but they just, in this past year, signed a deal with Amazon and Warner Brothers yeah. Discovery for $7.7 billion over seven years, which is a 40% increase in anything they've ever done TV rights-wise. So what you're saying mm -hmm. anecdotally mm -hmm. isn't translating to profit uh, and their audience is growing and they're bringing more and more people that may not have felt comfortable in those stands uh, to the table. I just think, I, I don't understand what's so hard to, you know, they partnered with Pitbull. I think he's performing at Daytona. They, they, they want younger fans, right? Because if you kowtow to your 65-year-olds, they don't ever want anything to change. They don't ever want any. I mean, they gripe and moan about everything. And in 10 years, they're dead. And who's coming in after them? Well, pretty soon it won't be people watching in the stands. It's just going to be everybody doing it for whatever. I think there will always be stands. It's, it's just it has really in NASCAR. I would say it's the opposite in Indy. I have seen a growth in Indy um, in the last 10 years participation wise well I, I, I mean actually being in sure in the stands look they're not going to give up it's, on it's having a live audience they it's, want the live audience they just think that live audience will look very different five years from now it, than it does today it's cyclical it all depends on the drivers and if you can really get into the drivers and their and that's why they're doing the netflix yeah, series which starts to. january 30th <laughs> they have to uh, you know and that's why they did the bubba wallace one and and, and yeah because you don't have dale earnhardt you don't Jr. have, you don't have tony like you stewart mm -mm. you don't have and 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 you're right but they were following the same path right i mean they were just doing it the same way the same way the same way I, I think it's brilliant. I, when you look at it as a whole, their strategy of, of survival, and I think that's what we're talking about when you've got so many, you've got 800 options, you, you know, on a Sunday afternoon versus five years ago. Yeah. So if my fan base means just the people watching the eight episodes of Netflix and they buy a NASCAR shirt, that's my fan base. And if we've got grandstands that make people feel intimidated or not welcome, or it's this club over here that no one can get into, right? How's that going to survive? Anyway, it's an interesting article. Read it. Uh, and uh, they seem very intentional and very smart about how they're going about business. But you would think in the political landscape, it'd be just the opposite because everybody's going, oh, we're boycotting you. Come on, stop. All right. How are you doing? Good. You sure? Yeah. You're, you've been up watching the Australian Open all night, haven't you? A little you? sleepy. Uh, just kind of, you know, in and out, catching a, catching the score. And now, is this something you've done every year? Well, the Australian Open, it's hard because of the time difference. It's like 19 hours or 15, whatever it is. I, I hear it's the worst travel <laughs> trip that there is. But I've been a tennis fan since. But I, I mean, are you husband, watching the so majors like yeah. every year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you watch the Netflix series, does that like inspire you to oh, watch yeah. even more well, because you get a personal investment? Yeah. In the and I didn't know, you know, I there's not a lot of American men that I follow um, women, some... women. But uh, so, yeah, I, I it did uh, the, the first what break point. Yeah. You know, Sabalinka, I always thought she was really great. But, you know the demons that they all face and 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 they're very open oh about yeah and so you don't like francis tfo or oh, no, i don't mind him but, yeah taylor um, fritz we got some good americans yeah we do i they're, they're good i just tommy this, paul's the this, story this sinner kid when i saw him play in the beginning of this tournament the italian like, he is gonna be good and whoop, i feel like maybe maybe if i was a betting woman but i don't bet 
All right. So, yeah. I would bet on him. He just took out the big guy. <laughs> he did. Uh, and I overnight. mean, pretty easily. Yeah. Tommy Paul's the story. He's out yeah. of the, the Australian Open. Yeah. But if you watch uh, Breakpoint Season 2, this kid, uh, as Taylor Fritz said, uh, he was the one that had all of the natural born talent. I, I mean, you know, the rest of them had to work really, really mm-hmm. hard. And because it came so easy to him, he got into a lot of drinking and, and, you know, made a little bit of money and partied. Now he's clean and sober and back at it. I think that kid could be like a real huge That's success a, story for awesome story. men's American tennis. Anyway. Yeah. I like yeah. Ben Shelton too. And I like Francis. Oh, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, the U S open, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, it was party time. Michelle Obama was there. Remember all those people that were, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't work out. But one of these guys are going to break through, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what's really cool. You're seeing a young John McEnroe, you know, before he got to center court and won all of his titles. The best commentator for tennis ever. Oh, he, he does was, that with his brother, right? Yeah, Patrick McEnroe. Actually, and they had um, um, Kyrgios, Kyrgios. Oh, yeah, he's injured, so he's not he playing. He is so much fun to listen to. Yeah. I mean, he is a completely different person off the court than on the court, which is. Don't you think of all of them point. are? But that break point, I mean, he was like night and day, but he's also two different people on the court. Sometimes you get the good one, sometimes you get the not so good one. <laughs> you know, with the personality is just off the wall. Now, did I read, did you watch the Coco Goff uh, Sabalenka? I did not. Okay. Uh, I don't th- I don't know if they find her or, or if they uh, gave her like a point. She's uh-huh. loud Coco on the court. Or Sabalinka. Sabalinka. Yeah, her grunting. Uh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. that is that annoys me. Does, uh, totally annoys me. Why? I just do you remember tennis when they never did that, and then all of a sudden one person did it, then they all started doing it. And I get, no, 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 I get it. You know when you're lifting weights. There, there is something it, I was taught by the Koreans. Uh, uh, <laughs> there are times when I, I can't, I can't listen to some of the commentators and this grunting constantly. Okay, so now it, it, I, you, I get it. Grunting is is a word. Uh, I, I don't want to go all quite uh, uh, Chang Kang on all of you, but there we we were taught uh, the word for it was kiup, uh, which was a Korean word uh, that it is it is channeling internal uh, uh, power, right? Your chi, um, and it is something that has been believed for thousands of years. That it, and when you watch martial arts, you'll see a lot of this or or and whatnot. I think the women started oh, it. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, I remember it pre-Venus and Serena, uh, but that sort of, it kind of peaked in, in that era, uh, yeah. you, you know, where there was a lot of it. But I think it's a physical tool. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's more of a physical or mental. You just hear that grunt, and then the other person goes, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it and see if I can grunt louder than you. And but I didn't realize that they, in the rules, they can, like, because they, they, they took a point away from Djokovic, you know, like last year or something, uh, because of that. Like, he was too he was loud. Too loud. Yeah. So that, that's interesting, because all of what you guys have done for the last few minutes can maybe be tied together with that courtside bar, two-story bar in Australia, <laughs> which talks about the old way of doing things and the new way of doing things. Some players saying, I don't like it. And some going, man, it gave me the energy. Some of also brings up the idea of noise and not noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, so (laughs) it's interesting. Well, you know, the noise has been a part of it for so long. I I just didn't realize that there could be a penalty attached to that. I'd never seen that. Well, and 
they're so adamant about it being absolutely silent when they're serving, but then they can grunt up and they can make all the noise themselves. I'm like, seriously, you can't serve when someone's walking into their Yeah, that chair. was one of the other rules yes. they changed for the Australian yes. Open is you used to have to wait uh, till like they change sides to be able to go out, in or out. Yeah, ushers used to try to do that with football. Like you have to wait in between plays to shuffle to your seat. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I get it. You, you want to be respectful to me. You're to in a place with 60,000 yeah. people. You're telling Somebody's me. Somebody's got to go potty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be respectful to the people that are sitting Behind the me, rules, if I'm coming back in and there's a big Angela, play going on. Angela, the rules aren't for people like you. I know. They're for everybody else. I also push that, my chair that, in that, after that I get That won't up. act like a civilized, behaved human being. I know. It's that way about I, life. Most of us know that it's wrong to murder somebody. We don't need a law. <laughs> right. Most of us. Oh, shoot. Got to have those pesky laws because some people just can't get with the game. Isn't it as obvious? You know, I, I bring up this bar again, and we had talked uh, in the last week or so about the you know, the, the proximity of fans to the court or to the field mm-hmm. or whatever. The whole thing is about the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, the competition's great. We like it or whatever. But our engagement, our purchasing, our watching, our buying, all of that is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And so if there are things that bring the fans closer physically and just engagement, you know, and I think that's always got to take precedence over everything else. And I think that if noise, uh, you know, in this case being like a DJ or music between uh, sets, it, it adds to the environment and that's what the fans want. I, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. That, that, that flies completely in the face of what you said yesterday about Madonna sh- starting shows two hours late. Oh, God, I was listening to that and I was like, oh, my God. I don't understand what that you That if mean. it's all about the fans and all about right? their experience and the the product should be based on that that's the complete opposite of making people sit and wait for you two hours i I did not co-sign with i'm saying i don't think it's enforceable in the same way i absolutely don't want to sit and wait two hours for any show that i if i show up at eight i I want it to go i'm only pointing out that some entertainment venues don't seem to care much about the fan experience because they already got the money and and madonna's (laughs) not building their business it's the next thing well according to my husband guns and roses was the worst at that oh the absolute reputation for it yes yes and And i guess i just it would be hard to put it in the sporting world which seems to understand how to get and keep people and retain them and entertain them you can't imagine other than like a weather delay paying three hundred dollars for a ticket for the australian open and having it start two hours yeah kickoff is 304 the ball is going at 304 yep and and you know hell's bells is playing right before that yeah and if you you ever go to a television taping (laughs) of of wrestling or any product It it goes to the second. Yeah. Get on. Go. Well, and I, you know, I was a huge Madonna fan, like huge. And then, you know, she started bashing the United States and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm done listening to you. Well, and I, and I, I I'll tell you what, if I was at that concert <laughs> and she started two hours late, I would never listen to her again. I don't. I think Ever. that's a stretch. I would not. I, I don't They're, make I don't just, make those kinds of decisions in life. Like, uh, like, you know, to me, like my time is not as valuable as yours. I, I, I would be annoyed by the two hour wait. Yeah. I, her politics. 
have nothing to do with me whether if I like her music. It's like people that oh. won't go see movies because an actor is like whatever. I'm like, I got news for you. They've always been that way. Guess what? I don't watch a lot of movies. We just spent an entire <laughs> uh, segment talking about John Lennon and, and the catastrophe of him as, uh, being assassinated. You will never meet someone in your life more left of the political ideological line than John Lennon. But you got all these MAGA people out there that still love the Beatles. And it's like, but we're not watching a George Clooney movie. It's not even him. It's in the lyrics. <laughs> I know. All I'm saying is two hours late, yes. The other stuff, you know, they're artists. Uh, you're you're yeah, probably not yeah. going to be in line with a lot of the I things guess, that like, they you know. do. All right. So you got a, a favorite in the Australian Open. You're rooting for the Italian kid. I am. Yep, I, I liked him from the The red-headed Italian Yeah, kid. the red-headed Italian that I could swear he's Irish. Um, but yeah, from the beginning I saw him play and, and I was like, this kid's good and I like him. And he seems like a really nice guy. I can't stand the Russian, dude. Me either. He plays all kinds of games out on the court. He is. I, now, I mean, I, that's not the first, you know, yeah. Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe and those guys were all a little. But he's like sort of the guy who's unlikable that does it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. he's not the Draymond bad. Green. He's not the bad boy we're rooting for. He's in, you know, because he he just he'll go take pee breaks and then stand and all the way up to like where it's almost a penalty. I mean, just like right in the middle when somebody's in a groove, you know, he will do everything short of cheating to get in the other guy's head yeah. and stall the match out. I mean, and there's a difference between which isn't being, fun to watch. No, you know, there's a difference to me in being confident and cocky or arrogant, and he is the latter. He's and the guy doing this, like when they boo. Yep, yep, yep. That is him. And when he gets interviewed, you just want to kick him. <laughs> you just do. He now, is not. I don't think he's a very nice person. I, I don't know. I, he's willing to play that character because it works. They for call him. that being a heel. Yeah. In, yeah. In wrestling. And, and and but there's also you mentioned Nick from Australia. Yeah. He can play that role too, but he's good looking and not kind of bald and and, and Russian. <laughs> is that the all that plays into but, it, don't know, you think? It'd be interesting if they ever had Medvedev on this break point. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, season maybe two. Just, maybe, is he on this next well, one? I, I, yeah, he's, okay, he's so, not focused on, but yes, he's a so part of it'll it. It'll be interesting to see how he is off the court when he's not in his tennis mode, if he's kind of like Curios is, uh. where... You know, you're like, you're kind of a likable guy. I think that you're you figure of... out out there, you can you can be the hero, you can be the yeah. goat. There's all kinds well, of roles a... to play. Yeah. Well, he's something. not the greatest of all time. I mean, the goat, like what used to mean. He's something. That was my first lesson from CBS cameraman Jim Kimmons at my first NFL game. I'm looking for heroes and goats. <laughs> That's all. They can be in the stands. They could be on the bench. They could be on the field. You just keep your eyes peeled for heroes and goats. Oh, that's like a real good way of putting that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I that's mean, it was like, mm-hmm. who's ever having the highest of highs right. or the lowest of you lows? see full emotion. Yep. yep. <laughs> and if you take that ride with uh, a break point, that Sabalenka, you know, man, she's just hanging by a thread she sometimes. She is. Mentally, she's come a long way, but she's still got a long way to go. Well, I she think, she but, does. There, there's a she's... big there's a big step in mm-hmm. season two of that show with okay. her. But it makes you kind of want to root for her, right? And I know on court she's big and intimidating and loud and you know all that screaming at herself and oh, she she, she just rides the emotional wave she, that is almost hard to. She beats herself up. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. Okay, what's going on at the Y? We got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, are all the January quitters already out? Like no, the starters and the quitters? No, we're we're still we're still seeing quite a bit of, of uh, membership participation, and our classes are pretty pretty full. We've got a, like I said, we did that new spin fusion class, and we added a and they are full uh, registration only with waiting lists. So uh, yeah, we're doing pretty well. Sarah's killing it on that class and personal training, you know, it's pretty. All right. Best way for people to just stop out again or call, make an appointment, take well, a tour. The best way is to come out so you can get the, the full flavor of everything. I mean, just take have. a tour. But yep. And you don't have to make an appointment. You can just walk on in. Otherwise, Decatur, YMCA.org. Well, I think people are intimidated, uh, you know, with that, yeah. that step in the door, right? They, right. If, if they haven't been for a long time or they've never been, I think they have illusions of what it looks like where the, maybe the reality is a little different. And I think walking through, just showing you everything and how it works, and that goes a long way, I think, to get people over yeah. that initial hump of just saying, hey, I think I'll try this. And you will find somebody similar to you. Yeah. And that why See? every single that's minute why it of the day. That's right. That's the whole that's, that's the right. whole conversation we were having about NASCAR. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you don't feel included, why would you go? Exactly. Yeah. And I think people think about joining a gym and they think everybody looks like it's Venice Beach or something and, and you're gonna be out of place mm -hmm. and or people are gonna judge you and you're gonna go, as Angela said, you're gonna go see people that are yeah. You know, some further along the road than you, some behind you, everything in between. Exactly. But you'll know where you're headed when you see those people and you make a community and they're like, you know, I was there six months ago and here I am now. So you'll get there. Just persevere. All right. We appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thank um, you. Uh, be safe out there. You too. No more potholes. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I'd ever, I've never had like that damage like that i mean we've certainly had potholes my whole life safely no rim or any just tire uh yeah okay good oh that's good well, well. You, you know it, it just shredded it off and then shredded it I, i've never seen a screen do what my screen did in my car was, oh man you know, everything I, lit up well yes but then i just gotta watch it go 98 yeah. 97, 97, one. Oh, <laughs> it was that quick womp, womp. <laughs> yeah there was no like i got it about a hundred yards up into a parking oh, lot uh, and i was glad there wasn't anybody coming the other door i mean i lucked out on a lot of ways uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, be Jeez. careful out there. No kidding. And uh, the fog, you know, that can be dangerous. Well, and by the way, you made it through the ice, but the pothole gotcha. Well, yeah, the ice probably is what popped Pro the pothole probably. out. So, or do me a favor out there, please. Like I thought, like in the last ten years, that most cars have headlights that come on automatically. Please. I can't tell you how many people on the highway back from Champaign the other day and how many people in town were driving through all that fog with no brake lights, headlights at on at all. Yep. Please turn them on. It could be the difference between killing someone. Yeah. I mean, it really could. All right, Angela, all we'll right. see you next have week. A have a great weekend. Uh, have fun with the Australian Open. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.